Hi, I'm Lanny. And I'm Chud. And this is the world as it is today. Hey, everybody, welcome to an episode of the world as it is today. It feels weird to say another episode. Yeah, because our like space between episodes has grown in length. Yeah, I know. I don't really know why. <clears throat> I just have been not on it with like asking you, hey, let's go down and do a podcast. And uh, I want to be doing more. Yeah. I think we should try and say it out loud now on here and then see if we can pick that up better. Yeah, I, um, it is really, it's just difficult to like make the time now. I think we had this sweet spot of almost a year when we started the podcast, when our younger son was like really easy to handle. Nap wise, especially specifically. So naps. Yep. And then also like our eight year old at the time could babysit a year and a half year old Mm -hmm. easier than you can babysit a two and a half year old. And a lot of that time was not as nice of weather. So it was just easier to like be like, Hey guys, hang out. Cause see, it, it's way easier for, for that kid to babysit a little guy inside watching TV and hanging out than it is outside where there's no fences. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like there's no, no baby fences. <laughs> and then on top of that, they also can't be out there without the dog. Right. And the dog can sometimes create situations where you need to divert all attention to the dog. And next thing you know, I'm on the phone talking about the dog is loose. (laughs) And then, and then while, while, (laughs) and and keep in mind, a young, uh, nine year old, nine year old mind is, uh, geez, I'm now he's nine. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, no, I was just thinking about how he's going to be 10. So yeah. Uh, nine year old mind. Uh, it's a little difficult to, to, uh, multitask and chase a dog and keep your eye on a two-year-old and not have to like run inside and interrupt mom and dad podcasting to be like, Hey, the dog is loose. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's just not fair to ask that much of him, yeah. even though he's very capable and very responsible. Oh, so he it, could would, do these it would feel easy for me to just like give a lot more to him, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not his responsibility. And and I'm not, I'm not paying him for childcare. Like it doesn't feel, it feels important to me that we as a family share responsibilities that benefit the family. And so I think getting into a cycle of me asking if I could pay him to watch the kid is a slippery slope Mm -hmm. in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. So um, before we get started, I'd like to just mention a couple of things. I'm still doing the Greener Postures podcast, and you can hear what I'm doing over there. For people who are interested in what we do on our homestead, you can listen to my um, first of the month episodes. Hey, can I be a guest on your next first of the month episode? Yes. Yes, you can. Yeah, because one of the topics that I wouldn't mind discussing today, but just yesterday I was saying I I don't really want to do it on here, is has a lot to do with with chickens and... um, homesteading and yeah. stuff like that. So like maybe in a, in a homestead update episode, we could, we could talk. Yeah. Out. And it would be fun because I get, I do a lot more, uh, just the facts, ma'am on my updates. than we do a lot more, um, philosophy. Yeah. Psychology, philosophy, table talk. Uh, when we 
discuss. So, and I, th- I like it, but I enjoy it better. I'm not sure if it's better listening. You know, my, uh, my listeners will have to let me know, but you can listen to the greener process podcast. You can follow me on Instagram to see what other things I'm up to. And then the next workshop that's going to be, um, online is our June 25th, which is right around the corner, 4 PM Pacific for fermentation for food preservation. And then another one in July for fermented beverages again. And that's on July 30th at 4 PM Pacific. Again, both of those are Sundays. And that's a Zoom workshop, only 40 bucks still, comes with a big book of everything. So if you missed those in the past and you want to come hang out with me, it, it, I, it's fun. We, we have fun. Yeah. So yeah, and then you've got something new that we talked, I think we mentioned a little bit on our last episode, but I just officially posted, you know, shared... Your your uh, your Instagram is private, so I haven't been able to share your posts. So I had to like make one. Should I change that? No, I think you were, you did it for a reason because people that we know in real life that we don't want us to follow us in the sphere we're following you. Yeah. So I think I, you did it for a reason. But I I, su- I suggest to all of you who listen who like Chud just request because he yeah. will accept. I accept every one of them unless you're like a libtard from my past <laughs> or an aunt. And if you're a libtard <laughs> from the past and you're listening to you're- this, welcome. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Um, but yeah, it's like you didn't want to censor yourself. I feel like you would even consider censoring yourself so that you yeah. we, that's why you made it uh private and i respect that i think it's a good idea that's why i operate under all everything i do is under greener postures and not under lanny anymore my friends in the libtard sphere that i used to be a part of believe it or not they really like to argue a lot and like talk about a bunch of shit that i don't want to get bogged down in anymore yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know so like i don't want to open myself up to even like arguing with those people but, but what i was getting but, at yeah. is mm-hmm. uh yeah you have a new podcast oh, yeah. that yeah. you create you know you came up with the idea you created this you are producing this and you've invited your friend bob to come and co-host with you if you can even call it hosting because it's really just a nice conversation that's all it is it's uh i as i talk about on here all the time i spent so much of my time uh, prior to meeting you, just wasting time in bars talking to people about stupid shit. And when I say stupid, I mean a lot of the time really deep shit. And um, that is still what all I ever really want to do. That's all I've ever really wanted out of podcasting. I know that's not necessarily the greatest listening for all listeners, but uh, I, I set up a space that it kind of reminds me of Talk at the Tavern or uh, Monday Night Master Debaters or one of those types of just conversation-based shows. Or what's that one? Uh, the World As It Is Today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> as well. <clears throat> but it's just me and my friend, Moral Bob. And we just talk about whatever is on our minds. And uh, we have, we, I mean, we, not that we don't ever go into it with a, with a topic in mind, but a lot of the time we're not. Um, we're eight episodes in now. We're doing, we're, we call it an hour a week, but I don't think any of them have been as short as an hour except the first one. Mm-hmm. You did great. You were really set on you were going to stick to an hour, and it's escalating. Well, and then <laughs> I also, I've been um, adding music in at the end, uh, which I always connect, at least in my mind, <laughs> to what we were talking about. And like the track I put on, the newest one that went up this morning is 10 minutes long. So that stretches that, that actual time out by a bit, even though it's still, you know, like we, we start winding it down after an hour, but me and Bob have a real hard time hanging up a conversation. Yeah. So like we start winding it up and then it goes on for another 20 minutes or so. And then we wind it up for real. We 
stop recording, and then we talk for 20 more minutes, as we did 20 minutes before it started, too, yeah. because we're just, uh, we're pals, man. I mean, we've never met each other in real life, but we're, we, we get along and we can talk about whatever, because we don't agree on everything, but we respect each other enough that it's just a constant open conversation. I think that's cool, too, because I think some people who are familiar with the moral Bob might not see that he's a person that could just, like, accept someone for having a different idea than him. But you guys complement each other well because there's no, there's never any haunches up at all. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with you never get your haunches up. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, but there's also not really any debate. The 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 thing that I, I, I think, I've heard this before, and people say the conspiracy podcast community, which... That in and of itself is a little annoying to me, uh-huh. <laughs> but for la- lack of another term, the conspiracy podcast community has been experiencing, especially us low-level folks, have been experiencing con- fatigue. Yes. I don't know, information fatigue or content creating fatigue or just tired of talking about the same old shit. It's a long listen, but if you want it all summed up, listen to uh, False Reality Check when they had Mitch on last. Oh, really? A few months ago. I missed that one. And they talk about a lot of things. That they is talk about of, that, they yeah. They talk about it, and they, I, I think they just nailed every everything I was thinking at that time about it. Yeah, because a lot of the podcasts that I have thought to be fixtures of what... I found in this more underground community. Um, again, community seems like the wrong word because sure, it's just a bunch of random people doing stuff on the internet. But I found become fans of lots of little people's podcasts. You know, not just macroaggressions, Monica Perez, not Joe Rogan. Obviously, there's like tears. You know, yeah, there's there's right. the Rogan, and then there's probably some other big ones there's I've never a, even heard like of. Rogan's up here, and then you got. Triply down here. And then like Monica macroaggressions, you know, are are on this level. And then you still have like big, but, but smaller ones that are below that. And maybe three more tiers. 12 stories down. (laughs) We're hanging out in the basement. (laughs) Not that we don't interact with some of those bigger names. No. uh, um, Yeah, actually. Okay. But uh, what I wanted to get at is that, um, a lot of good people that we listen to are not podcasting anymore. And we are almost in that boat and yeah. with the world as it is today. Right. False reality checks not really putting stuff out. Adam is taking a break from Deborah Gets Red Pilled. Bob, other than the Are We Content Bob. Oh, Moral Bob's been taking a break H- from the Hidden, hidden in Plain, plain Sight. sight. Yeah. We had our other project, False Reality Check, and, and Bob, um, where we were doing Feed the Beauty, and that's not really happening anymore. And even like a, a tier or two above us is like Great Deception with Matt. Um, and he still does Monday Night Master Debaters each week, but right now he's just too busy, and I understand why. Uh, but he's like he's not putting out episodes, and he's a real fixture. I mean, yeah, he's a yeah. couple tiers above us because he's so consistent, and yeah. his consistency is struggling. The dog is loose. The dog is loose. <laughs> She's barking. I don't know if people can hear that annoying. or not. I don't either. Um, but what? Yeah, what I'm, I'm getting at is I think that the part of the problem. Oh, that's a podcast we could have mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> That's higher up. I haven't listened to that it's, in a it's year. It's gone on like a year that I haven't even checked in on that podcast. Yeah, yeah. It was after a year or two of just checking in from time to time. Once he joined the Libertarian Party, I started to back away. I, I was really excited the day that he was on Rogan, or I don't know, whenever I found out that he was on Rogan and announced he was going to run for president yeah. as Libertarian, I was like, oh, dude, that's awesome. And I even considered for half a second of like, you know, paying my dues again and like becoming a part of the libertarian party again and then it's just like then i just listened to it for like two weeks like him and the mises caucus and all the people like, and I was oh like, it's so stupid I was like, fuck i <laughs> hate, I hate all, of you. all of this shit yeah but see that's what i mean like so the, the people 
The people who have been talking about politics are tired of talking about politics. The people who have been talking about conspiracies are tired. And I think that if you're like just getting into these topics and you're trying to seek out information that is hard to find, you can find people having conversations about stuff like MK Ultra or Operation Paperclip or, you know, like the the 911 stuff or Ted Kaczynski talks or, you know, any of these things that Ted talks. I watch those on YouTube. Ted talks. That's what we're talking about is the Ted talks. But, um, that's great when it's new to you, but after a while, it's like, it's just people talking about those things again and again. And it could also seem like uh, boring or annoying if they're just reading the standard pages Uh of the, like we all can access the same 10 pages on a topic online. Just reading that doesn't help people. What is good though, is finding people who have a similar background to you. Maybe not like, financially or class or uh, or education but people who have found interest in those topics that I just mentioned yeah, yeah, yeah. that that can then have conversations where they talk about whatever but they all have that foundational layer of like knowing everything's a psyop and and being skeptical of everything and having information on on different topics that a person you meet on the street might not so People listening to us talk about parenting in the world that it is today, knowing what the world is today. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right, versus right. versus being asleep and and in the normal narrative of the five o'clock news in the public school system. It's not interesting to listen to those people talk about parenting, but it might be interesting for us and, and people like us to listen to people who have read Dan Consistency's manifesto talk about parenting in the world as it is today. Exactly. And I think at the at the end of the day, what I want out of everything podcast wise these days, not, not even myself. I'm not actually excluding myself, although I am in here. Uh, but of all the, of all of our friends who are experiencing fatigue like that, just keep the conversation going. Yeah. Just, um, like, I don't know. Um, I'm also, uh, podcast fatigue, fatigued in the listening. Sense. Oh yeah, totally. Like I'm not listening to like, there was a time uh, when we started this, I probably talked about it on here. I don't remember specifically where I had, I set aside, uh, a schedule based on the moon phases to not listen to podcasts Yeah, yeah. because I listened to podcasts every single day for a period of time. And, I was and, taking no, in new information constantly. Well, and when you were working five days a week, eight, at least eight hours a day, that was podcast for that amount of time and the time in the car. And, right. Yeah. Right. And all of that. And so I started having to set. I, I went out of my way to set, uh, 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 once a week, basically, I would no podcasts allowed on my on my headphones, on my stereo, or anywhere else. I had to listen to music, even if that vibe wasn't feeling it. Well, nowadays, I have trouble listening to podcasts fifty percent of the time. I have music, or I, mean, I have sound coming out of a stereo. Yeah, like right now, it's it's like I there's tons of music that I want to be listening to. I'm vibing on music. I'm liking music. It makes me feel good, and I'm enjoying it. So I ain't going to deny myself that. Right. And for me, what I want to hear has shifted quite a bit. And what I'm able to listen to with my schedule during the day, there's not, I can't listen to every podcast out loud with my kids in the room and I can't listen to anything on headphones. 
with my work when I'm taking care of children. So I have to pick what I listen to. And half the time I'm listening to something I recorded that I'm editing while I'm doing kitchen work, Mm -hmm. which I have to like stop and wipe my hands off and then press a button and like delete a part where I sneeze or whatever. Working while you're working. Yeah. So I'm trying to multitask. Other than that, I'm listening to like the, um, the wise traditions podcast. We'll have a, somebody on that I want to hear or a topic. I listen to these other podcasts that are like health and nutrition from a different perspective that I've listened, like listened to before. Um, those can even, I can get fatigued from that. People talking about mineral balance and how they work. And I want to go, fuck you. You've never seen a mineral. (laughs) Like, how do you know this is real? And like, but I always come back to that same thing as like nature provides like in balance, you know? Well, and that's why, um, as, as with all of this, it's like, I, I say, I want people to keep the conversation going. Uh, that's like what me and that's why I'm doing this with Bob. And we should say the name of your podcast is, are we content? It is a R E space W E space C O N T E N T with a question mark at the end. Wait a second. When you spell it, are we content? Are we content? Shit. I never noticed that. <laughs> I think that's your whole thing. Oh wait, that's the whole and thing. And if you remember back, we mentioned this before we have that. We episode. have an episode called content contentment. And that was me realizing those two words were the same spelled the same. And I wanted to talk about hash that out. Mm-hmm. I remember. And I like the idea of yours and your opening music. We shouldn't say anymore. People just go listen to it because your op- the opening music for the podcast sets this tone and then it goes into this are we content (laughs) it's all about the intro is just all about content and then and then welcome to are we content yes so i mean i think the reason why your podcast appeals to me and while this one appeals to me and while shows like monday night master debaters appeals to me is because they are while they have a little bit of a structure there's usually more people than just two but there's, it's like an open conversation where yeah. it can kind of go wherever. It's not like there's no agenda. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean the, the no agenda because I've never, never gotten into that. <laughs> but I mean, like, there is not an agenda. It's just like maybe there's a topic that you want to touch on that day. But it's really it's just a conversation between friends. And that's, that's something still, I think, as adults with, with families and, and jobs and, and homesteads, we, we're lacking that kind of interaction like we used to have in a bar mm-hmm. and you say a bar i say my porch sure like i used to drink on my porch people were invited over like chain smoke cigarettes stay up till 3 4 a.m until you eat a bunch of food and pass out there is a part of my immature self inside of me that wishes that i wasn't doing this podcast with bob but instead that bob was my neighbor and that we hung out got drunk on a porch <laughs> chain smoked cigarettes all night and just had these conversations. I would be so mad every time I saw you leading over the fence. <laughs> like I'd be putting like a cyclone barbed wire above it. Cause I'm like, we're not getting shit done. You guys are talking again. Cause it's uh, like, okay, this, we can contain this when we do it this way to an one to yeah. two hours on a, on a weeknight, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, for, for real, it would be wonderful to have more community that you could feel like you could really connect with in person, but people's lives are busy and there's almost only so much you can t- time you can make so it does feel nice to just like i don't know treat yourself and dedicate a little bit of time to you talking and if you can put that out and make somebody's work day better because they get to listen to a bullshit conversation yeah. between those people that have that foundation that's, like we were talking about that's the bottom of it with 
are we content as well as as I urge any of our friends to just keep the conversation going is like it almost doesn't matter to me if anyone listens to mine or anyone else's as long as we keep that conversation going because but there are people myself maybe included I'm I'm really not listening to that many podcasts but if I were I think I'd be gravitating towards those conversations. And that's what I am. When I am listening to something other than like the, the health and food stuff, I am gravitating towards ones that are just conversations. I I, I still like master debaters and uh, a lot of other things, but I, it's, it's going to be rare that a topic that someone puts on something makes jumps out at me and I go, Oh shit, I need, I need to learn more about Aleister Crowley. You know, that's yeah. not in my vocabulary right now. It right. used to be, but like, I don't know. It needs to be something that I don't even know what to say to have it like brought to my attention. Like, Hey, look, we got a new angle to look at things, but everything is just feeling very stagnant to me. I don't want to hear more about Aleister Crowley. I don't want to hear more about a lot of the topics that are top of the interest to me. That doesn't mean I don't want to talk about those things. And that doesn't mean I don't want to hear people talk about those things. I just don't. I'm I'm not going in for the information anymore. Yeah, and it's interesting too because like when I've I've kind of settled on that this is a spiritual war, mm-hmm. and they're not after your money or your things or your house. They'll take them, but they're after they will take them in as a means to take your so. consciousness, your thoughts, your feelings. They make to take your your good feelings away, mm-hmm. all all of those things. And so when I look at things that way, I already know that there's bad things out at play. And I think part of us being obsessed with it and examining it constantly and like how many times do I have to rehash exactly what an SRA is? Mm -hmm. How many times do I have to think about, you know, all of the serial killers that might be just a psyop, Mm -hmm. even though that one still is kind of really interesting. And I I, I, I dabble. All of these things are still interesting. But I think the more I spend in that space, the more it's winning. It is taking my time. It's taking my spirit. It's taking my mood. If I'm like bummed because I thought about how uh, people, children are being ritually abused by elites, like then I'm not helping those. I'm not helping children. I'm not saving anyone. All I'm doing is being bummed. I'm. It's taking my life force energy. Yeah, it was uh, what one or two years ago. I can't remember if we were podcasting yet. When I went back to back for some reason, I went way deep on um, Peter Stump, the werewolf. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. the, I don't know. I don't. Glasgow werewolf. It was no, that one? no. He's no. in Germany. The Bedberg. Oh, okay. Um, uh, the werewolf of Bedburg and he like his execution was fucking insane. And, um, like what actually happened is up for debate. Was he a serial killer? Was it supernatural? Was he a werewolf? Well, something seems to have happened or at least there are woodcuts depicting like the worst execution of all time. I don't know. Whatever. I went really deep on that for a while and I went straight from that over to Willie Picton, the serial killer from just North of the border from us. Yeah. And, um, both of those were like really, uh, really bumming me out. Yeah, yeah. Like, really bumming me out. Now, like maybe the first one didn't, but it kind of got me into a weird space yeah. of thinking about shit. And then, and then going over and listening to, you know, half a dozen, like, one-off podcasts about them and, like, reading some stuff and doing this and doing that. And it's like, like, I don't know, I could feel my soul dying. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I I knew that it wasn't uh, a good time to, to take on any new spiritual endeavors because my 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 spirits were down yeah. or whatever. And I had to I like completely backed off of killers um, completely. 
for like yeah, six I know. I've even I've watched several documentaries without you because of that, <laughs> yeah, and, and right. you haven't seen the whole new season of Special Victims Unit. <laughs> I haven't seen the last couple. I know. Uh, I, I did. The last, I watched it. Last one I really remember is when Ice T said said. Uh, yeah, what was it? Was sometimes it bullets can hurt more than words. Or wait, no, no, no. Some, uh, sometimes, sometimes words, words can, can hurt, hurt more than, than bullets. bullets. <laughs> yeah. And he said that to someone who had just been shot. Because <laughs> uh, it was a, he said it to, um, to an old Jewish man uh, who asked, well, isn't he a fagala? <laughs> and he's like, whoa, you can't say that. And they're like, what? It doesn't hurt anybody. And he's like, he's like, no, sometimes words can hurt more than bullets. <laughs> he was really comparing it to someone who had just been shot. Anyway, it is, yeah, it's as woke and tarted as you think it would be. And it's like, that's part of, like, I have to be in the right headspace to be like, this is my garbage TV for the night, and I'm going to dissect it and think about it and laugh at it. But anyway, uh, I think if I had any recommendation for any of our friends that are feeling burnt out on this... Just consider that maybe the fun part is having good conversation with people that you think are fun to talk to. Mm -hmm. And if you want to just have that conversation without an agenda to improve your numbers or get Patreon followers or any of the other things that put stress on it, just like if you want to talk, like come uh, invite yourself onto this podcast. Yeah, or, do that. Uh, invite yourself onto the Are We Content? Yeah, you know, I, I'm just thinking that as I'm saying it now, I wanted to do a whole bunch with just Bob. We're at eight now, I think, and um, like I'm, I'm maybe ready to start bringing in other people sometimes, like just to just to expand that conversation. But like, not feel like you have to do that either, because part of what's not fun about podcasting is trying to schedule or trying to sure. organize schedules with several people to meet up at the same time. You know, all yeah. the things that put stress on it. Just let that go and say, "Hey, are you free tonight? Jump on." You know, at six, we're going to talk for an hour about whatever, mm -hmm. and it, and it can just be fun. Then it's just and then it's just fun again. Yep, and. Make podcasting fun again. <laughs> Make podcasting great again. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, we went on for a little longer than we intended on that, but I think that that was it. Felt good to say. Yeah, no, that was that was uh, it was a great um, intro talk that went on for what we're we at twenty five minutes already. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that brings me to I was invited by Monica Perez onto Union of the Unwanted. And oh, I, yeah, I was we're still doing announcements. I, I was on Union of the Unwanted. They did a farming, homesteading, food, whatever thing, and I okay. went on there. I thought there was going to be some some people like in my bracket, and I, I get on there just before we start, and the first face that I recognize is Joel Soliton, and I was just like. What? I, I like. I think a lot of the people there didn't like really know who he was. Really? Yeah, not a lot, but mm. some of them. And like, I couldn't. I wanted to directly address him so many times and say, ask him questions or say things, and I just could. I could not make words. I have not been. You're starstruck. I have. Yeah, I have not been. And then I was like in my head, I was like, he probably sucks in real life. You know, like don't meet your idols, really? kind of a thing. Yeah, I went through so a roller coaster of emotions. Huh. There was nothing that happened there that made me think he sucked, but I was like, why am I thinking? Like, I've never met him. I shouldn't be this worked up about it. Oh wow. But yeah, then I listened. Listen back, and I didn't sound weird when you I sure talked. You sure didn't. I listened to the whole thing. I thought it was one of the better uh, union of the unwanted's. And yeah, it was okay. It's like some people talked for a little long and like gave too much detail that was really personal. We never really got to like talk about the broad. What I thought would have been interesting with that kind of a group of people is like, what does homesteading mean to you? What is a goal for homesteading? What is the reason yeah. why a normal person in the city might do want to do this? Mm -hmm. So. 
a lot of a couple of like let's see tunes was on there and he's got this podcast with a bunch of other basically propaganda report fans created a podcast and is this called, the union of the unknowns yes the union of the unknowns which yeah. is a great uh name and um i'm in the discord group still from uh, propaganda reports when we were patrons and we were doing the zoom call kind of stuff or whatever you know for other disappearing patron parties they were called mm-hmm. and um so I kind of asked, like, the people, and Wild Bill was one of them. I've never really met him or engaged with him until Union of the Unwanted. And I I would love, um, and I'm not even sure if he's on Union of the Unknown or not. But anyways, some of these people are all doing homesteady stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I, and some of them that aren't on the podcast have been to my workshops. And I'm just trying to organize a group of those folks to come together on my podcast. Oh, cool. To talk, uh, have the conversation I wish we could have had on Union of the Unwanted. Sure. And then I've also been invited to be on Union of the Unknowns. Um, cool. In July, so yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, you know, I think that the things you wanted to talk about are great. They didn't really fit into that conversation as I heard it, mm-hmm. because it was it was really it was more of a getting to know each other yeah. sort of podcast, and it would have been better as um, uh, part one of five. I know, you know, like that the same <laughs> group of people were going to get together, like you know. A certain number of times. If everybody had five minutes to introduce themselves and give a quick, you know, bring you into who they are. And then the next episode, we hash a certain topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something something like that. But it was, it just, it's not that kind of a show. But it was great for, like, um, if you listened to it and you were looking for people to listen to who talk about these things, like, each person is kind of a, uh, it's like a showcase of what they have to I, I was calling it a sampler platter. Yeah, yeah. I was like, works. it's like when you get the captain's splatter. <laughs> <laughs> A sampler platter of like, like, or like an app, the appetizer platter that has a little bit of each of the appetizers, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you get a little taste of each thing and then you can decide if you want to pursue that thing at a later date. I saw, I saw a great ravioli sampler. Oh, yeah. That Cheese, sounds delicious. And spinach. And then you can know which ravioli you want to pursue at a later dinner. <laughs> so hopefully people heard that didn't know me, heard me, and f- can find me if they want to talk to me um, or listen to more of what I have to say. Uh, other other than that, it was just fun, and it was neat to share a space with some some people that I haven't before, like Charlie Robinson and Mike from OBDM and his wife, uh, the Naked Gardener, mm-hmm. who I think, I shouldn't say this because it makes me a bad person, but I really, her highlight is not that she's topless. It's how nice her butt looks in her jeans. Is she actually naked? Uh, she she gardens topless, and every picture <laughs> is really carefully crafted to not see anything. Uh-huh. But she has a nice back. Like, she's tan, and she, like, looks like she probably does push-ups or something. But she's just got a great ass and, like, really nice <laughs> jeans. That's and it's like, it's like, this is why she has, you know, 20,000 followers or whatever on YouTube. It's great. But then, if you actually watch her videos, she's talking about, like, doing biochar for her garden. And, like, it's the, the good, goats good and stuff content. they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know she was actually naked. I just thought that it was a clever name to get people to click on it. No, she's she's not nude. She has pants and boots on. I mean, they live like somewhere kind of cold. Oh, I, I think yeah. But she I have heard her talk actually on a different union of the unwanted about how she thinks that this is important to have the wind and the elements on your skin and like be in the sun and I can appreciate all of that. Uh, so yeah, anyway, she's, she seems cool and she was there too. So, um, I think, uh, what we wanted to, yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to try and pivot to, to the topic. Yeah. That's what I was doing too. You go for it. Um, you very briefly somewhere in there. I can't quite remember. I know. I tried to give us a segue and then I talked over it. I know, but we, we just kept going. Um, bulldoze past it. 
We want to talk about something that I don't want to talk about. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this subject because I feel like a dick. I feel like a fucking dick. <laughs> okay. As I'm going to say some of the stuff I'm going to say. So get ready for it, people. You're going to really... No. No, I don't... What it is, is class. I want to talk about class. Uh, you know, like what Bernie Sanders people are always talking about. Oh, it's a class. You know, class. class. Um, there are all these different classes of people. And... Um, I don't have anything to offer in the Bernie Sanders department on it, but I do have this. I, I, I came up with this this term <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, um, which is just got my my gears turning about it. And we talked about it. I know your gears were turning about it. Um, and I don't know if people would agree with it or not, but I, I, I came up with this idea of Costco rich and Costco poor. Yeah. Two very different classes of people, which are not all of the classes of people, but they're, but they're, it, the, the, the point of this is we're going to blur a bunch of lines, okay? Yeah. Um, so Costco rich, well, let's go with uh, Costco poor. Okay. Is where you're a poor person at Costco who's shopping for essentials because it's cheaper to go to Costco. To buy it in bulk. To buy it in bulk and you, you uh, manage your money in such a way now, buying 12 cans of Lysol that say that they kill the COVID-19 virus on them. Uh, but in the 90s, it said it killed the AIDS, AIDS it virus. It said it killed AIDS, and now <laughs> and I don't it think was, it says AIDS anymore. It was anymore, flu for so. a long time, and now it's COVID. Um, so, you, so whatever. The, this product or that product, you find to be cheaper and manageable because you have storage space for it and all these things. And you go to Costco with a list of only certain things that you buy yep. and you've priced compared those by unit. Like you've done the math to figure out how many dollars per ounce the b butter is at Costco versus the butter at Fred Meyer yep. or on Azure standard or at Hagen or whatever. Uh, you buy batteries there because batteries are definitely cheaper when you buy in bulk. Yeah. You know, things, just things like that. Okay. Uh, and then, and then the other term that I used Costco rich is someone who's rich who goes to Costco just to shop because that's where they go all the time and they buy whatever's hot. They're the person that has like every weird chair, outdoor chair or like camping equipment. They've, or got, like, they've got a Margaritaville margarita maker because that was all the rage at one point. They've got which the- Which we remember because of South Park. They've got South that Park, certain- With a salsa dispenser on the side. <laughs> they got that certain vacuum cleaner. They've got they've, the outdoor trampoline. I was going to say an outdoor trampoline. Um, they've got uh, the- barbecue prep table that was four years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. They've got, you know, like, like I don't know. Like outdoor bar or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like these things that, like, come and go. A uh, water table is the one yeah, that we're I, noticing. I, I priced, that from Costco? I priced yeah. them in different places, and I ended up going to Costco for it, yeah. And we got this cool little, it's like a kid's table that you put water into, and, you know. It's got know. a bunch of different, like, little sieves and, like, wheels that can turn, depending on where you pour the water. It's great for toddlers. It's a play table that you put water into, and toddlers splash around in. But I, I said, you know what? I've seen this in 500 different people's yards. And I was like, I should have waited. If 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 our son was a little younger, I could have just waited till next year and got this and for free, free in some, free. front of someone's house, you and, know, and like had to wipe it down. Because it won't whatever. be the thing anymore. And yeah, but then he'll be too old. Yeah. Know, whatever. 
sometimes you've been to these to these yeah, things. Yeah, I bought it for him, and, and I, you bought it. I thought it was the coolest thing. I didn't even know you got it at Costco. I thought it was the coolest thing, and then I drove to work the next day, and I saw four of them <laughs> just in the yards <laughs> like, on the way there. I was it's like, true. how did I not see these? But before? that's what Costco is. There's these hot items that become like a big deal there. They seem like they're you know five ten dollars cheaper than somewhere else. You pay for your membership, and you think that you want to make the most of it, and you go. But those rich people that go there, they're the ones that are their freezers are loaded with pre-made packaged foods hot that pockets. you hot pockets or those like chicken bakes or like the big soft pretzels I used to some of this stuff's dated like okay. 90s Costco because yeah. yeah. I remember my my aunt and uncle were into that sure we were Costco poor my aunt and uncle were Costco rich yes right? yes yeah there's people with too much stuff at their house and you're never hungry yeah because there's just crap everywhere. I'm so tired of these chimichangas with the Monterey Jack cheese uh, <laughs> Taquitos. You get mad at mom because we're out of the my favorite flavor of hot pockets or something. I don't know, right? Um, even though you got like twelve other choices of food, <laughs> you know, like. Um, but uh, yeah, that would be like so. So I, I hope I'm painting a decent enough picture of this Costco rich and Costco poor. Sure. Uh, and then, then just to move outside of that a little bit, there's um, there's not Costco poor. Uh-huh. You know, plenty of poor people can't go to fucking Costco. Like, what well, part of what I was saying with Costco poor is that you have room for these yeah. things. You need to. You need to have a. You can't live in a studio apartment and be Costco poor, right? Like, if uh, if if you live in a small space and don't have much money, even though it's cheaper to buy twelve things of the COVID killing Lysol, uh, first you need to have that cash up front. To save the money in the long run, and B, you need to have the space under a cupboard. You know, like maybe you could fit, and maybe anybody can fit twelve Lysol cans, but can but that's a single product. If you're if you're if you're buying lots of things, yeah. you can't you can't have all the toilet paper, all the paper towels, all the Kleenex, and all the Lysol. So you have to it, be rich enough to have the space. We talked about this when we lived at our mobile home before this place. You, I wish we were rich enough to save money. Yes. Is how exactly. I said it. And I meant I wish we were well off enough that we had the space and resources to buy things in bulk and prepare and be shopping from our own pantry instead of married to a grocery store. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, and then there's then there's uh, uh, not Costco rich as well, where maybe you don't do your own shopping. You don't need to go to Costco because Costco is for people who want to save money and you don't care. Yeah. You go to Whole Foods and you buy what's for tonight's dinner every single day. And and you want a toy for your kid. You're not going to a fucking same place that people are buying socks. Yeah. You know, you're going to a store, you're going to a Toys R Us. Is that still a thing? No, like a, a, like a unique little boutique where there's handmade wooden toys in a small in a town, a downtown area. Whatever it is. If you, if you want, you don't, you don't buy a water table. You install a pool. Yeah, you have That's, someone build you a water feature in your backyard. Yeah, have to go with your pool. Uh, it was just part <laughs> you know. of your koi pond or whatever. Uh, uh, and 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 so on and so forth. So, if I, and again, these are not definitive classes. Not everyone fits into those four. Of oh no, we Costco didn't write poor, this Costco down. Costco rich, and then one above <laughs> and one below. But there's there's <clears throat> a big part of this that we haven't got to yet, and I want yeah. to see if you're going there. That's exactly where I'm turning to now. Is and that's that. Uh, I don't think, and here's my bold statement, Bernie fucking Sanders. Um, I don't think that income has practically anything to do with these things. Obviously, a little bit. The person who's a step below Costco can't. 
be a step above Costco. Yeah. Right. A lot of people, I guess, can't be a step above Costco. Right. Um, in this, in this, in these terms, but there are some real fine lines in a lot of these things that I think are defined because we are definitely below Costco poor we're, <laughs> in yeah. one sense of things. If we're talking about our our income that comes through a paycheck from the Matrix, we are... You can, you can listen to the most recent episode of Are We Content and hear how I went broke, like no more dollars in my pocket at the circus <laughs> a couple weeks ago <laughs> and had to like borrow money from people around me. Uh, we're, uh, we're not well off. No. Um, and, but within that, we are absolutely positively Costco poor. Yeah. Like on more levels than just Costco. Costco, in, a, in this case, and in, in all of this, these are kind of like metaphors, okay? Like we're, we are poor in the sense that I go buy lumber and construct something before we go buy a prefabricated thing. And we're poor because I have saws that well, cost money. We're that's what it is. It's this this income level being the same. There can be two. There's more than two, but let's for the sake of conversation. There's two types of people. The same income. One of those people goes and comp- price compares and decides: Is it worth it to buy something prefabricated, or should I build this? That poor person invests in things like tools when they can, and shops garage sales for those things. Yes. Then you have a poor person who either writes off that they can't have it, or they don't even think about it. And that's th- th- my our comparison. I think we we're getting through with these two groups: two kinds of poor people, right? One that take really good care of what they have, and they invest in things, and they plan, and they price compare. And then the other side who does their grocery shopping at the 7-Eleven. Yes. Because they don't have gas in their car. That's right. And so they go and they spend fifth, you know, $15 on three processed food items instead of going to a grocery store where they could get those same processed food items for a quarter of the price. In the first conversation we had about this, I, I, I threw that one in there as a below Costco poor level was uh, then there's you go all the way to there's discount grocery poor there's you know like the like these different levels down and then there's one uh which is the most expensive to live which is gas station poor yeah you're so poor that when you need an item you go to the gas station to get one single roll of toilet paper for five fucking dollars yeah for five dollars when that same five dollars if you went across town to the to the Cheap store to so the get, cheap grocery you store. You can get a six pack for five dollars. Yeah, and uh, then the the Costco poor person is going. Why would I do that when it when I suss it out? It's all the same. It's a little bit cheaper to buy better quality stuff from Costco than it is to buy that there. But all the way down to the this idea that like, um, like I had a corner store that I lived next to for. Oh, it was with you <laughs> uh, when we were on, on C oh, Street. Yeah. Uh, they had groceries there. Yes, they like, did. They had vegetables there. Yep. They had potatoes mm-hmm. for two bucks a pop. Yeah, in two bucks a potato, a baked potato. In yeah, to make a baked potato, two dollars. Uh, Crazy. But people bought them. Yeah. That, that produce was never stale. Yeah. There, they'd have bananas for like a dollar a piece, or maybe twenty-five cents a piece, or something. Whatever. Uh, buy, buy the banana instead of buy the bunch. Buy the weight. Yeah, and it's the same. Uh, you know, like an easy way a lot of people might be able to think of it is buying a single cigarette. Mm-hmm. You know, you can. Uh, I don't know what prices are these days, but 
Uh, you could buy a single cigarette for 25 cents or you could buy 20 of them for a dollar 50. Yeah. You know, uh, and the poorest person is buying the single one. They're losing their money faster. But it's interesting because the poorest person doesn't have to have that mentality because you can also be that poor and say, I have to go out without cigarettes until I save a dollar 25 because it's not worth it for me to get a single cigarette. There are plenty of people who are in the exact same financial bracket exact same. They have the identical incomes, the identical um, dependence upon them. You know, uh, we'll make it easy. It's just single person with no one depending upon them. And they have the same needs, the same amount of needs to, to exist. And they have the exact same income. And one can be Costco poor and the other one can be gas station poor. And you know, like I can really, we talked about this in tools too. Like, are you the person that just goes to the high end store and buys the most expensive tool without thinking about it because you're rich? Are you poor and you only go to Harbor Freight and buy the cheapest tool? Uh Or are you poor and you go to both places and you try to figure out which one's actually going to last you a long time? Which one is going to be the most versatile, not a unitasker, you know, able to do the most amount of jobs. And then you buy that. Sometimes you're buying Harbor Freight and sometimes you're buying from Home Depot. And there's a million steps in between with all of that too because then there's like you can go to a pawn shop yeah. and get something that's industrial strength but used as fuck. It's going to be better than that one from Harbor Freight but but won't last won't as long last as a brand new version of the same thing. From Harbor Freight. Yeah. Oh right. Uh-huh. Even. Yeah. Right? So but this good one will get you through while you save money to buy the the good one from the Milwaukee tool store. And it's really interesting because this conversation is tying into something that's new that I've been taking in again that we haven't talked about. What? I've been re I got to spend some time waiting in a car for my mom today when I took her to a, an appointment and I got to read some of that book The Radical Homemaker that I have oh, yeah, been yeah. reading and I'm still like not even halfway through because mm-hmm. uh, I don't have reading time very often um, but she she's like this this was basically like how did we shift from a home centered society where we do things ourselves and build them ourselves and take care of ourselves to a consumer society and it was like showing the history of this including like um, there was a female uh, economist like home economics major I know believe it <laughs> come on that's a whole nother story i'm gonna have to talk about on my podcast but this lady was basically the bernays of like t- teaching okay. um advertiser how to market to the w- woman in the home and making a focus on that being the most important person okay. to market to because they were the gatekeeper for all purchases mm-hmm. right and so this this it's like some of us still have what I could, well, let's just say a homesteader's mindset. We're like, first thing we think is, can I make it? The second thing's like, do I already have this? The third thing is like, can I find this somewhere where someone will give it to me? You know, and it's like, that's the way we used to think. Is this something that I can build off resources from my property? Can I craft this in some way? Do I already have something that could fill the the need without me having to buy something new? And then there's the other person that is this this result of like generations of this consumer mindset and this advertising is to such where people think everything is throwaway. They buy the cheapest thing every time. Their house is full of garbage. Their stuff is all broken. They keep rebuying the same item again and again because it's damaged. And I'm like, when you say someone's classy, 
they don't have the class doesn't mean they have to have a big paycheck. The class is the, the respect that they give themselves mm-hmm. and their things so that they take care of what they have and they're building on something and they're res- taking respons- personal responsibility for those things. Whereas the other side of the world is just saying that this is someone else's fault. They should make this Chinese shit better. Um, I should get a bigger check from the government to, to supplement me to be able to live the lifestyle I want to and not make more money. Yeah. Like there is these just this. I'll say this too. Yeah. Those tend to be the people who say, oh, I can't afford that in a condescending way to you. Yeah. When when you say, oh, hey, check out my new deck. Oh, oh that must be nice. I couldn't afford I that. I couldn't afford a deck. And it's like, fuck, I can't afford a deck, but I made it happen. Yeah. You know, like I found uh, this to be a priority and, and it was important. And 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 that's that's that Bernie Sanders mentality that like they, they pit us against each other and say that it's a financial thing. And though that person who's saying that usually thinks my deck would be there and in place if I had the money. Right. But I don't really have the money, mostly because I spend it on fucking tools. And I was going to say, that same <laughs> and person. Same, and, then that, and then I'm able to buy lumber and then fabricate this thing, and I have a really nice deck that that person is envious of, but they would never even think to put in the work. They're, this is just this person. They just wouldn't think to put in the work because that's not what they do. That's not how they function. And then if I start to try and explain myself, they're like, well, I can't afford the tools. I can't afford any I, part I, well, of it. And I think that's the same person that walks to the 7-Eleven to get a burrito and a tall can and yes. a scratch ticket. Yes. And that same person there, I think that there is this programming in us that is part of classism that tells poor people that they cannot get ahead. Mm-hmm. And those people get in their head generation, generationally, usually, that they cannot do better than they already do. And so they're resigned to it and they're blind to the fact where, hey, I, if I just don't buy a burrito in a tall can for a few nights, I could get a case of beer and a package of frozen burritos for half the price, like a quarter of the price. You know who this is just out of nowhere reminding me of is an old supervisor of mine who uh, was super trashy. We talked about was, her when we were was, having this conversation in the kitchen. Way, way older. Ah, it's act like this. You know, hey, what are you doing over there? You know, <laughs> like, like yelling. Uh, I, I used to say I'd close my eyes and listen to her and pretend that whoever she's yelling at is like a kid across the street. You know, or something. <laughs> yeah, get off my lawn. Get off my lawn kind of shit. Um, but she was my supervisor. And we'll just say, thereby, she made more money than me. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. She actually had a few more hours, too. Yeah. And I don't know what our pay difference was. It wasn't a great job. It was a factory job, so it's not like she was getting buco more. No, but probably paid pretty well for who she was and where she came from. Uh, but she was, uh, you, you know that she did not make it home without a tall boy. Yeah. Without a, without a large can of beer. <laughs> yeah. You know? And she smoked, like, every every break was like... You know, we had 10 minutes. Can I get three cigarettes down in 10 minutes? Kind of a kind of a person. And any time myself or anyone else, like I would be out for a day um, because I had family issues that I had to take care of. And when I return, her response would be, I wish I could afford to take a day off, you know. Uh, and, and she would say this to anyone under any circumstances. Someone was like, hey. I just got a new car. You know, I've been spending my my last three years saving up enough money to buy this used car that I just got. And I'm really proud of myself at 20 years old buying a car or whatever someone might say. And she'd be like, I wish I could afford a car. You know, yeah. I'm, she's stuck on the bus and she lives 100 miles from here. You know, And, so and she ten- just, just doesn't mention the bus ride is because of a DUI. Yeah, right. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, just all these other other aspects. But it was like... 
this mentality, and this was not a Bernie Sanders socialist. If anything, she would probably be closer to a conservative or something. Oh, yeah, but, totally. Uh, probably not. I mean, someone who... Who doesn't even give any thought to that. Who, who you would say, uh, how's Donald Trump as president? And she would say, I don't know. He's funny. Yeah, uh, if that. If you she know. even knew he was the president. Like, yeah, somebody who right. really does not pay attention. Like, someone who's just like, like, they're not... She wouldn't identify as conservative or... But she liberal. can tell you which taquito is better at the Seven Eleven. Oh, she she, she knows all seven <laughs> flavors of Mountain Dew. I guarantee. <laughs> but not for herself, for her grandkids, yeah. her great grandkids at fifty years old. Uh-huh. Her great grandkids. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but uh, but there's a lot of these people, um, and they they get this attitude. And Bernie Sanders, like maybe not her, but the people who are like maybe just a little more classy than her love Bernie Sanders and socialist ideas because they're like, oh yeah, I can't have a deck, but he can. So he must make more money than me. And the solution to my problem would be to equally bring him down a notch and bring me up a notch financially. And then we'll all be equal. But the fact is, is that those people will spend that money differently. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, if you work for the money you get, you, you spend you it differently. You care about it more. So that's part of it. But, but I grew up poor. And, but we owned a home. But we owned a home when you could be poor and own a home. We, um, we had vehicles because my dad was a mechanic. They were always breaking down and being fixed. Uh, but I had friends in my same neighborhood whose parents also owned a home. But like you'd go into their house, and it was like a pigsty. It was dirty. Things were broken. The toilet was flooding. All their furniture was blow up. Like their beds were like blow up furniture with like in the corner of the room, another blow up bed that had gotten a hole in it, just like in a pile with the dirty clothes on it. Mm -hmm. And then my house, there was broken stuff. There were stains under the sink from when the the sink had broken and the wood hadn't been replaced under there that needed to be replaced, you know? Yeah, plus your mom's not that good at cleaning. (laughs) That's the opposite of where I'm going with this. The sink would be fixed, but the wood underneath it wouldn't. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like we we had a septic tank problem for like a really long time, and it was like a fun thing for me to flush the toilet and then look out the window because I could see, see a it little, like little it looking like bubble up from yeah, this yeah. like puddle that was out there. You know, and like the smell of like gray water was just like a part of Life. living there. Yeah, and um, we you know we had always had projects going on that weren't quite done and that we're like in process with like um, a hole in the ceiling of the bathroom for a, for a fan to go in that never got put in or putting ceiling fans in rooms that shouldn't have ceiling fans. Cause the room is too small and the ceiling is really low. <laughs> like just like my ponytail getting stuck in the ceiling <laughs> fan, you know? But like, the thing is, is that like my mom took care of our stuff. We, she shined our plastic uh, plates like they were China. You know what I mean? Things that we had, we took care of, and they lasted us a really long time. And that mentality of looking at what you had as important and worth taking care of um, and making some, something more out of what you, you are given, you know, mm-hmm. that, that is, that's the difference between the, those other kids that I was describing, the dirty house with the blow-up furniture. Their parents were getting drunk and watching Jeopardy and yelling at their kids and yeah. like saying, fuck the world. I don't have it good. I can't do any better. My job sucks. Um, they don't watch Jeopardy, though. They watch Wheel of Fortune. Oh, it was Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not Jeopardy. No. Wheel of Fortune. Or like Jerry Springer. Costco you know, like- poor people watch Jeopardy. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to start taking notes. It's getting complicated. Um, yeah. 
Uh, oh gosh, I lost where I was going to go because of my amazing Jeopardy joke. <laughs> Wheel of Fortune joke. Um, let's see, what were you just saying? I was saying that those people are drinking and watching TV. Oh yeah. Oh like- okay. So I was going to. It's. Um, I want to. Uh, I think it was Murray Rothbard. Um, I remember Dave Smith talking about it, and I know I've read it somewhere as well. Maybe Harry Brown. They talked about. Uh, the idea of an experiment, I don't think it was actually done in any capacity, but it was just like a, a thought uh, a thought experiment um, with uh, the idea of if you take uh, a really poor building in, uh, in, a, in a ghetto or projects type neighborhood that's, that's a, just in horrible shape mm-hmm. and you remove all of the individuals from there. And then you take the the nicest high rise building from from you know Manhattan or wherever I don't know sure I'm not, I'm not a cultured person I don't okay. know where's where where that is but you take the a poor a building a, a tall building full of poor people and then an equally sized building full of rich people mm-hmm. and it, first you look at it and you see the one is all run down and that would be according to Bernie Sanders because those people can't afford to keep their place nice, yeah. right? And then you look over at the one with the, the the rich people, and it's all nice because they don't even do their own work. They hire maids and such to keep and uh, uh, full teams of Mexican landscapers. They have, they have janitors <laughs> and they have yeah full team of Mexican <laughs> landscapers. Um, but then if you swapped all those people into the so so okay. all of the low income people went into the let's high. elevate them yeah. with being in the nice building, and then we'll put the other people over there. And, and we'll even switch their incomes. Okay. Right? So now they can afford the mates. Yeah. They can afford the janitors, and they can afford a whole team, maybe even two teams, of Mexican landscapers. <laughs> I don't uh, know. You just need a few of those guys. They do a great job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, and then the other ones suddenly don't have their, their money. Well, there's a good chance that all those people had money for a reason because they, like, worked for it. And now all of a sudden they're in tough times and in a, in a bad situation. And what they would end up doing with their time is fixing up the place they live in. And meanwhile, now all of a sudden these other people, they like don't even have to work anymore because they suddenly have all this money. And then they blow through all the money because they keep living the way they always have. They're gas station poor, but now they're gas station rich. Yeah, you, know. you can buy whatever you wanted to. You can yeah. flaming hot you and can buy, regular Cheetos. You can buy 20 individual cigarettes for $35. You could mix your own munchies mix. <laughs> yeah. And just buy bags buy, of buy, single buy, things and mix it however you Yeah, buy you the like lunch it. size bags too because then it's the proper amount. You know, like I'm rich. <laughs> you know, like I can do whatever I want. I um, bought this baby straight cash. And meanwhile, they quit all of their jobs. You think it's Chappelle Show. I'm yeah, rich yeah. beyond. Yeah, that, that's kind of playing into what, what I'm thinking of here. Like, yeah, well, they, they were talking about reparations and what did the people do with it when they got it. But, but, I, yeah, th- but this isn't about it's race. It's not about race at all. I'm, I'm thinking about mostly white families because that's who I was exposed to. Uh, but um, that's that. The, they all quit their jobs because they're rich. And now they don't have to do anything. And now they have all this money so they can go to the gas station. Well, guess what? Their money's going to run out. They're not going to get a better job when it's done. And they're not going to take the, care of their things and fix it as, it ha- as and, things And now that go building's going to be all run down a year later. So a year later, if you look at that snapshot, the d- run-down building will be have been repaired and be improving. And, and all those people are working three fast food jobs and then spending the little time they have at home fixing up their place. Well, I think part of this equation, I don't remember if it was Rothbard or who, but I remember it at the time, was that... Um, it was that the money was handed. 
It's yeah. when the money is handed it's to you and you're not tra- working, that transfer of wealth. Wealth transfer, yeah. you know, which is what so, Bernie is. Is that you about. don't appreciate it the same way as when you work for it. But there's like, this is usually a generational problem. Yes. And I don't know how, I don't have advice to give on how to fix that if you come from that. Well, but I know people who have. Yeah. You know? There's there's different ways to look at that. It gets a lot deeper and weirder when you look at the generational side of it because there's a side of it that's uh, like the rich kid is going to be the 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 um, the rundown place. Yeah, well, because they, they didn't work for it. The weak men. Yeah, it's the fourth turning. Is how it, do you how do you, how does it go? Uh, let's see. So uh, strong, strong men, men create, create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create bad times. Bad times create strong men. Sure. So it, 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 it is that way. But, like, I guess we got to wrap up soon. But I guess what we get, when it, what I deduce this down to is, like, we're poor people that take good care of our stuff and that plan and have this mindset of, like, trying to build something. And I hope that we can instill that in our children as well. Mm-hmm. Because we're, we are going through hard times when we're doing it in a way where we're, like, that that just just keep trying to take care of yourself, like focusing on the home and on your own resources, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like for a society at, at large, like, I don't know, like there's seven 11s everywhere and they're busy. Like it's, it's a strange phenomenon, but like, I'd love to hear from other people and what they think on this. Yeah. Am I a dick just by talking about it? Like, I just feel like just calling people lower class and yeah. saying their house is dirty I, and they shouldn't shop at 7-Eleven seems like a dick rich person it, move. Yeah, like I don't really think all those any of those things. Like, no, I don't. Like, I don't think anybody should do anything that they don't want to do. If you want, if you think 7-Eleven, um, fucking whatever uh, uh, produce is better than um, than produce. Produce. You mean uh, if corn you th- dogs? I think it's pronounced think, corn dogs. Okay. There you go. Uh, yeah, corn dogs. Uh, if you think Seven Eleven corn dogs are superior to Costco Bar S or whatever brand that you brand make in the that oven buy, at home, that you buy thirty five of or ten bucks or whatever, yeah. and the other one costs two dollars, and you have to make yours in the oven, and all you know, like all these factors, and if at the end of the day you're like, nope, I would rather spend two dollars than spend you know thirty cents or whatever, and. Um, more power to you oh, sure, for making it. that yeah, decision. And especially more power to you if you're just like thinking about everything and putting all the pieces together and you're like, yeah, no, I'm totally willing to make sacrifices so that I get the corn dog that I want. Yeah. I do also advise that person to quit eating fucking corn dogs. Yeah, I was going to say earlier when you kept using the Lysol case, you yeah. could also save money just by not buying that at all. <laughs> I guess part of why why I'm using the products and such that I am is because I'm just trying to separate it from from my own reality. Like yeah. I'm trying to say things that I'm not I'm not talking about you, listener, and I'm not even talking about us yeah. a lot of times directly I am. Yeah. But um, I just mean all walks of life. Sure. Everyone, no matter what your lifestyle is, I think these things apply to you. And, I, and you know, like, yeah, we could just talk about things that we buy mm-hmm. and our exact products and things like that. But um, that would only be us talking to other homesteader types. Right. And, and this that- is like I'm really just trying to talk about, like, anybody. And really what I'm thinking of it more about is is less about now and more about how I remember my childhood. Yeah. Like when I was just a part of the normal society and like consumer culture, there are different ways to consume. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. and different ways to take care of your things. And I, I don't know, I think like maybe there's some hope there for people who think they come from shit and they don't have any money. Just think like, try to take care of yourself and plan a few steps ahead and do some price comparison and like try to figure out how to keep your costs down. What things do you not need that you think you need? You know, like Lysol, <laughs> you can get a gallon of white vinegar. It's a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, it, it, just to address the Lysol issue, please people do not buy Lysol. <laughs> I mean, this is not the a fact that it Lysol. says that it kills the COVID-19 virus on it. Is it should enough? tell you enough right enough. there that this is a fucking sham. <laughs> it's talk. It's using a lie to sell you more lies. Oh, so many lies. <laughs> so, and I felt the same way about Lysol pre-COVID pandemic uh, bullshit. Um, it was before COVID when we noticed that it used to say AIDS and then it yes. said flu virus. It was like whatever du jour, like it said SARS for a while, it I think. All the way back when I was working at a door shop. So I was like 18 and I was taking a crap, and they had Lysol <laughs> sitting in there. And I just, you know, I'm bored, crapping, and I read it, and it's like, this kills the AIDS virus? Holy crap. You know, like, that's really wild. Like, I didn't know, huh. You know, it was just like a real thinker at the time. Yeah. And uh, then, yeah. It, thinker in the stinker. Thinker <laughs> while I'm stinkering. Thinkering <laughs> while I'm stinkering. See, you know, are you, um, are you reading the back of a Lysol can while you're shitting poor or are you fucking staring at your cell phone on the shitter poor? <laughs> like, I don't know. No one was staring at their cell phone. If they were staring at their cell phone, it was just like, whoa, what is this thing? Are you Lysol can poor in the shitter or are you, you have a, a book with you in the shitter? Yeah, yeah like, there you go. You're like an intellectual. There you go. An intellectual. <laughs> or are you in between? You just take a magazine or a newspaper. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. If you're like me, you go to a restaurant, you find their newspaper that they purchased and left out for customers, you take that in their bathroom, you use it in any way you want. Any way. And then you put it right back in. <laughs> Where you, go, you got it from. And then you leave and say, sorry, I'll, I'll buy some food next time. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Well, guys, this uh, this has been fun. I feel like we really got back to yeah, it. This like is great. We like, have it in a like while. Like I said at the beginning, I want to try and make this a little more... A little more frequent. Yeah. We'll see what we can do. No promises. No Yeah, because uh, I say that and then like, watch, it'll be like, oh crap, we haven't done one in a whole month again. Well, let's try and figure out a time. It, that's the big difference is before the times kept falling into our lap. Yeah. Now we absolutely have to. This has to be deliberate. Yeah. Uh -huh. So maybe what we do is we try and figure out a schedule. Yeah, and trying to do it in a live type format where I'm not editing too will help. Like last time, I felt like I needed to edit it, and then yeah, I, I sat on it for weeks before we put it out. So yeah, that was yeah. bad too. I, and I and the, I'm so not with it. I didn't even notice he didn't put it. I know. I just like, assumed. Whatever. I even like wrote someone and said, "Hey, check out our new one." Yeah, it's like, right. cool. Can't find it. Yeah, cool. We're talking Real about. Cool. Anyway, check out. Are you content? Um, uh, you can find it on most podcatchers now. If you can't find it for any reason, send me. Or chat an email or a DM, and we'll make sure you get the RSS feed sent to you. Absolutely. And listen to the Greener Postures podcast. Join me on my workshops or just see whatever I'm doing. Follow me on Instagram at Greener Postures or greenerpostures.com for everything we're doing. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks, guys. Peace. <laughs>